Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world today. This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well today um, as we are entering into, uh, well, we're starting November here. It's November the 4th. It is, um, I mean, we're making it into into another into another month. We're in month 11. I can't believe it. My goodness. Uh, the year is almost over and what a year it's been. I mean... If we were to go back in time and just, just if I if I could go back in like, you know, last year around this time and basically seen what was going to happen, whoo, I you I you couldn't have written a better or worse story. Um, but but nonetheless, you know what? As um, as we are still alive, six feet above ground, things keep moving and keep shaking. Today we are going to be talking about something that. Um, we all go through as the seasons change, particularly if you live in a warmer, in a colder climate as, um, you know, as October, November, December roll around, and that is comfort food. Now, uh, just just to reiterate, by no means am, am I trying to make fun of people who, um, you know, who, who tend to um, indulge, as it were, but as the months get a little bit colder, we find that we um, we turn to foods that kind of help us feel a little bit more able to deal with the doldrums of winter. Yeah, I mean, you're waking up in the in the dark, you're going to work in the dark, you come home in the dark. It's wet, it's slushy, it's muddy, um, it's cold, and the only thing you're thinking of is just getting to work, getting to your place of where you're you know you're earning your dollars, and you come home. Sit on the couch. Maybe, uh, maybe you might have some macaroni with cheese, extra sauce. It might be chips. It might be something with a little bit of extra sauce. It might be warm, hearty is a good word that I've heard used for comfort food. And unfortunately, one of the side, the side effects of you know eating a lot of comfort food and a lot of snacking is something we like to call. Um, the COVID-19 or 25, as it were, um, it's just, you, you pack on the pounds, right? And if you're not moving it, if you're not um, expending those calories that you're putting in when you're sitting and watching TV, um, it could lead to a lot of weight gain. So we're just going to be talking about that a little bit here and how to kind of handle that. Um, in particular, um, being in a, in a worldwide pandemic where, let's be honest, it's just easy to to feel overwhelmed it's easy to feel like man we've got no control over anything and i mean let's let's be clear i mean if if we don't kind of consciously take uh what's the word i'm looking for if we don't consciously kind of take advantage of what we're going through right now you know what um it's we're going to be worse off for it so one of the things that i had here. I found a little article here. Let me just bring it up. And talking about comfort food. Hold on there. Let's see. Okay. Because as we know, during uh, the first start of this pandemic, everybody was kind of thrown into kind of like we, we weren't really sure what to do and what to make of this, right? And so a lot of people 
um, rush to Amazon because you couldn't go to the stores. A lot of them were closed. You couldn't go to the restaurants. A lot of our favorite coffee shops. Um, I mean, we, we weren't stopping for coffee because we weren't going to work. I mean, everybody, that first month from about March, middle of March until the end of April was just the weirdest experience I've ever had. And um, a lot of people turned to a lot of things. One of them was banana bread. Um, you know, during during the pandemic, a lot of people found comfort in cooking, baking, and giving goods to people. Um, if you've ever been a part of a church or part of a, a, a business or part of any, any sort of gathering or group or a tribe or a herd or pack, you know, we got a lot of names for being together, don't we, right? But anyways... Um, you would if somebody was, you know, experiencing like a health crisis or they were going through an issue with their work or something like that. Um, you would bake them something. You'd bring them maybe some banana bread or a lasagna or a pizza or something that they could just heat up in the microwave or in the oven and help them kind of alleviate the stress of uh, figuring out what to do and what to eat, you know, um, to, to, to make for dinner. I know um, any of the people I've known that have had kids... Um, my two that we've had people have been really gracious to us and brought us food when when um, we had the babies and they were I didn't have them I wasn't doing anything I was just just helping out but uh, when 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 um, they, they they arrived um, it was really awesome to have people just you know give us um, give us food you know and I mean your your brain is going at a mile a minute and you're you're trying to maintain a regular sleep schedule if that's even a possibility and the last thing you're you're even worried about is cooking and so um during during times of high stress and change it's it is comforting to have something that's a little bit you know normal and so uh one of the things we're going to look at here is an article that was written let me just see here uh-huh here we go so this is uh, this was written on June the 14th, and it talked about America, but we could also categorize it as the world, basically. Uh, retreats to comfort food during the pandemic isn't pure nostalgic. Well, let's just see here. It's just taking a minute to come up. It's a survival tactic. Okay, so this article was written by Kate Taylor, uh, June 14th, 2020, at 9.45 a.m., and this is the Business Insider. And it goes on to read that as grocery sales boom and restaurants begin to rehire workers, so this was back in in, um, in July, so uh, June, I'm sorry, so at that time a lot of places were coming back online, uh, there is going to be this cocoon going on, basically. Um, in April, Checkers and uh, Rayleigh's CEO... Uh, Frances Allen told Business Insider that she expected customers to return to comfort foods because of the pandemic. So she said there's going to be this cocoon going on, a sort of relief that we survived. Uh, but at the same time, wanting to embrace the things that gave them that gave them comfort. And there's nothing like burgers and fries as comfort food. From a selfish point of view, we're also excited to be able to lean back into that. Sales of comfort food, classics such as pizza and hot dogs, have skyrocketed in recent months. Uh, fast food executives have said that with big names thriving in the grocery space, they similarly they um, uh, they similarly simil uh, they uh, expect they're expected uh, a sale boost as people return to restaurants. There's something to be said for people craving familiar flavors during the pandemic, but the driving force is not simply nostalgic; it's a survival tactic. 
take the hot dog. Hot dog sales surged by more than 120% early in March. And Mary um, Rorink, the founder of market research firm 210 Analytics, told Business Insider that people were not just turning to hot dogs because of the nostalgic factor, but also because of the difficulty set of circumstances many are facing during the pandemic. Parents have suddenly lost childcare and need to find a way to feed their children. Often while continuing to work, hot dogs are easy to make. Hot dogs have a long shelf life, which is important. If there are shortages or shoppers need to stock up before budgets run dry, plus despite rising meat prices, hot dogs are still relatively inexpensive. Plus with hot dogs, you're getting almost every meat and byproduct of the animal, but that's a whole other podcast. Another factor driving continued strong demand is, is, is the new economic reality with record high unemployment and likely sur- um, suppressed economic activity uh, Row Rink said, its impact on meat purchases is that we see more value-focused meats start to grow and hot dogs are certainly among those. Looking at skyrocketing sales in categories that fall outside of traditional comfort food range reinforces that people are buying these products as a survival tactic. Oat milk, oat milk sales spiked by more than 300%, likely in part because some brands do not need to be refrigerated before opening, making them easier to stockpile. Sales of meat alternatives are up 233% over the past 14 weeks, according to Nielsen data, as meat industry giants face shortages. Um, portraying shoppers' gravitation towards comfort food puts a rosy tint on a story about struggling shoppers trying to find a way to feed themselves and their families as food costs skyrocket. Uh, from March to April, the average cost of store-bought food rose by 2.6%, the largest monthly increase since 1974. The Wall Street Journal reported, citing Labor Department data, according to Nielsen, or Nestle, sorry, the average unit price of fresh meat is up 9.2% for the past 14 weeks, ending on June 6th. Compared to the same time last year, the price of frozen food is up 8.7%, and the price of dairy grew 9.7% in the same period. People desperately need deals, the journal reports. Some companies are trying to get creative to keep shoppers to buy in bulk or simply reduce prices. uh, Mondezel, for example, said, it's considering smaller packages of products like Oreos, a move that would reduce costs but likely have customers pay more per cookie. It is well documented that many deals are already unattainable for people with lower incomes in the U.S. and also throughout the world. Discount retailers like Costco and Sam's Club and online subscriptions like Amazon Prime offer people savings over time in return for an upfront membership fee. Many of the poorest shoppers in the U.S. and in Canada and across the world are stuck in vicious cycles that force them to pay more for necessities on a per-unit basis, as Paul Constant wrote in an opinion for Business Insider earlier this year. Being poor in any part of the world is a full-time job. And so this article uh, basically goes on to state, even as uh, the rest of the world reopens, shoppers will likely continue to turn to foods that are inexpensive and have a long shelf life. Many of these options are stereotypical comfort foods, but more than any particular craving, these shoppers are trying to keep their fridges and pantries stocked during the recession. So I know for a lot of us during this time period, we saw the empty shelves, we saw the panic buying, we saw people rushing in to buy toilet paper and all this kind of stuff. And it shook you up a little bit because you started to realize, man, like I don't need to buy extra stuff, but if I don't get in there and purchase something, I may not get anything when I need it. So 
even the best of us saw this and said, okay, let me, you just head in there and pick up what I need to and buy a little bit extra. And we saw the, um, the average amount of, um, uh, the average cost of um, the average amount of buying actually went up. I know that myself, when I hit up the grocery store back in April and May, I was filling up the cart and you started to realize that there wasn't going to be a shortage, that you could kind of relax a little bit. But during that first little couple of weeks, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was a little bit jarring. And the way this runs back to fitness is that when you are consuming extra amount of calories, when you are trying to eat to just make yourself feel better, um, to deal with all the stress, what happens is if you're not working out, you're packing on the pounds. Um, back in 2008, when there was the financial crisis and we went through, uh, the world went through, uh, not a similar, not a the same kind of crisis, but close to it. There was uh, something called um, the recession gut. Um, I think that was one of the terms they used, and basically it was when. People, anybody, any um, socioeconomic background you might be a part of, when you are going through a tough financial period, you're going to look on how can you get the best um, bang for your buck. So how can you make the most out of your dollars and make it stretch as far as calories go? So you would see people would forego fresh vegetables and fruits because they have a, a, a shorter shelf life. They may not last as long, and they might cost a little bit more money. Whereas, if you hit up KFC and you get a bucket, you know, of chicken for like let's say twelve or fourteen dollars, that might be able to feed your family for two to three nights, and um, you know, it, it'll last a little bit longer. Now, granted, when you you know you take on more salt, more sugar, more carbs, more um, just more any of this stuff, what then happens is is it shows up on your waistline, hence the, um, you know, the recession gut as it were. So there are, there is a precedence for this sort of, sort of thing. And what we got to do is as we enter into the winter months, because to be honest with you, what we, we kind of got a little bit lucky that the pandemic hit in March. And I don't mean that in a, in a way to say that people haven't, haven't suffered, oh, excuse me, but just to say that Right now, we have people that, when we were going through it, when it just started back in March, it was like, okay, you know, we're out of kind of the winter session, and we're just heading into spring, we're just heading into the summer, so there was this sort of, you know, optimism that, hey, we could handle this, because if we were able to go outside, we can go hiking, we can go biking, people can run, and, and everything else, and it was just at the end of winter, where it was still slushy, but February was done, January, Christmas was over, so we were kind of heading into into something um, where we could kind of see that the end of winter was coming. Well, now we're heading into the start of winter, and for a lot of parts of of you know of North America as well as parts of Europe, um, we're starting to see um, you know cases go up, and and with that, we're starting to see um, people starting to maybe stay away from the gyms. And so while we have prices and, you know, just an influx of people buying more, oh, excuse me, oh, sorry that, more and more fitness equipment, um, hopefully people are using it because um, as as we all know, once the, the winter months hit, we're, we're going to be less likely to, you know, want to after a hard day of work and, and and the stress of coming home and then also dealing with you know this virus that we're, we're dealing with 
to want to, you know, maybe work out. We may want to just, you know, veg out in front of the TV or our screen and just eat whatever we can to make us feel good. And there's nothing wrong with with eating food that makes you feel good, but as long as you're doing it in the proper portion sizes, you're doing it in a way that's going to allow you to, um, you know, enjoy it, but not get to the point where you're just stuffed. And then also remembering that um, working out is going to help you relieve a lot of that stress and a lot of that tension, um, release those those endorphins, and get your get your stress level down. You know, get your heart rate down, get your um, just get you in a, in a place where you're going to be feeling a lot better rather than just eating your problems away, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, as, as we enter into a, a different time period um, within um, our, our season, I think it's really important to point out what could be a problem as we enter into uh, the fall and, I'm sorry, into, into the winter and just look at ways in which we can help ourselves sort of get through this in the healthiest way possible. So hopefully that, uh, you know, kind of finds you in a good place and you're able to, you know, use it for your own, uh, just for your own health. But yeah, hopefully you guys are having a, uh, just a, just being good to each other out there and taking care of one another. And until next time, I want you guys to keep fit, have fun out there.